That's what a reckoning sounds like. <laughs> I clicked it and it didn't go. Gosh dang it. <laughs> everyone, welcome back to another Andor-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back! Three times in one day! Yeah. Yo, I'm burnt. I need to go to bed. Andor, season one, episode three, called episode three, and... Jeremiah's favorite. I'm tired. You can just call it Reckoning. Reckoning? I don't know, maybe. I'm tired. Pots and pans. Pots and pans. I want to go to bed. You're but, tired. But the fans need us. True. They need us. They're here for us. We're here for them. We're a team. We're a family. But yes, so this is the third episode in one day. And I think I'll start out by saying my overall thoughts. Let's just jump right into it. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, I'm gonna start out with saying never again. No, I'm just kidding. never nope. three episodes ago. Well, nope. our Lex is gonna happen. Uh, I thought this was a really good episode. Yeah, it was definitely the best one of the uh, season so far, and I, the ending was intense because it was like it was it was just flashing between each group of people, like recovering from the everything that happened and. Just music and then them getting going straight to the ship. And um, I thought it was great. I thought it was good story building and a lot of good climactic moments. Was So, like, it wasn't anticlimactic at all. What's um, crazy is I felt like I've been watching this show for weeks. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why. Is. Like, I feel like I'm so, like, I mean, I guess in hindsight, it's like a whole movie already. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'm already yawning already. already yawning. We're 10 um, minutes in. It's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. But, so. Yeah. But you thought the same? Oh, yeah. I I love this episode. Um, Tim got, got what he deserved. Never trust a Tim with two M's. How about that? <laughs> no. True. And if you're a Tim with two M's out there. Uh, sorry, not sorry. GG. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. I, I don't think that I've ever known a I've Tim with never, two M's. I didn't even know it was a thing. So. Well, Timbo. But, Timbo. But, yeah. I don't know. Um, and uh, Jeremiah's favorite character. What a little wimp. little scrub. Ah, <laughs> he's well, a little, little, little baby over there. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean? Okay, we'll get into it later. But I don't know. I I think it's going the way that I thought. Like I think the, the one security guy is a jerk, and the other one, I think he's still being honest in what he's trying to do, like find justice for his people that got killed. Like I, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. Like 
in my opinion, but we'll get into that later. Um, Wait, but yeah, Jerica's official, uh, Jerica's roommate's official name is Tim with two M's. Roommate? Yeah. She has a roommate named Tim. With two M's. Is Tim's one of those names that can be both? Tim. Oh, wait. Oh, her fish. My bad. I read that wrong. I was like, I don't her think fish. based on the school that she goes to that that would her, be a thing. Her roommate. I mean, Tim's could be either girl. I feel like a Tim with two M's is a girl's name, potentially. I don't know. Like... Why not? What would be what would be a, what's the full name of like a female Tim name? What's the full name of a female Jordan name? Okay, Jordan is a Jordan. Tim could be like like Tim is short for Timothy. T I M with two M's. Nah, I don't think there's a female name with two oh. M's. Tim Timma. Timmy. Timothea. Oh, see there you go. Timet. <laughs> I know. I mean, my my full name is a girl's name in Italian, so it could be different language too. Andrew, Andrea. Oh well, that's the Italian, but that's spelled the same. But the Italian version is a female name. So, well, you got Andy, which can be Y or I, and that can be so guy or female. True, but Tim with two M's, I don't think that's a thing. Ever seen? Greg with three G's. G R E G G. That's pretty intense. I've seen that a couple of times. That that's yeah. Greg with three G's. <laughs> that's a lot. Alright, you're not here about anyway. baby names and all that stuff. So we'll go scene by scene. Um so it uh started out what we thought was gonna happen with little Casa entering into the ship that crashed. Um, and him just kind of going in, looking around, poking dead bodies. Um, and so I think what we can do is just talk about the flashbacks all in one thing, because this was going back and forth the whole time a lot fast. So we can probably just do all the flashbacks at one time. Um, yeah, we can do it that way. So he goes in. Looks around. He goes into like the main like control room area, um, and this he sees his reflection for the first time. It seems like in the shininess of the glass covers and panels, and he's curious at first, but then like he almost gets angry. I think because like um, it kind of goes back to like what he was saying earlier in this or later in the show, like how. The Empire is, they're fat and satisfied. And even though this was an Imperial ship, like, he associates, like, nice things and fancy things mm-hmm. with, like, entitled people that led to the death of his leader of his tribe kind of thing. So I think that's kind of what started a lot of his bitterness towards powers that are at B. Um, and so he starts wrecking things in there and then we were kind of right about the old lady um what's her name mar marva she just is on the planet with another guy and they're scavenging the wreckage um now now did you like that that that's what it was yeah 
like it wasn't exactly what I thought it was gonna be, but it worked. Yeah, and so we get I'm kinda confused because Marva states that her that the tribe of kids killed a republic officer mm-hmm. and that and then they said a republic ship has entered into orbit. Mm-hmm. So that's weird because the logo on the people that died was separatist. So is she just assuming, has she been on this planet without contact to the outside world and maybe doesn't know or about the or... clone war? Like, so this is, this would be during the clone wars at or at the end of the clone wars. And she doesn't, know about that war because she's just stranded on this planet without any contact. Yeah, and, I don't... And she just assumes that it's the Republic? Jerica in the chat said as well, okay, so I'm not the only one who thought that. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they messed it up. Maybe they can't didn't. be that blatantly wrong. Like, they purposely put that, that logo on the uniform. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just don't know if we're going to get an explanation an to that. Yeah. Like, I it's not... I'll I put know. money down that we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get an answer, but... Which is annoying. Right. Um, so I'm when just I watched it, I was like, what? I thought we thought... I thought we figured out that logo already. Yeah, and I was like, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe it was like, the one... Because the one that they had was... Uh, six sides of the it was a hexagon mm-hmm. like oh maybe the separatists are like a pentagon with five sides or something but no it's separatists have six sides and this logo had six sides so you looked it up again yeah so i'm like this is redonkulous <laughs> like um so i guess we're probably never gonna know what the issue is until 20 years from now when someone's being interviewed at star Wars celebration like, oh yeah we messed up but I wonder if other people are going to catch that. Oh, I bet detail. people have. I mean, Jerrica did. Right. So I guess Jerrica is other people. <laughs> um, so yeah. So they they go in to the ship, the Marva and Clem, I guess is the guy's name mm-hmm. that was with her, Clem. And they're just scavenging for parts and they're looking for fuel nodules. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, when they're leaving, they have like a cart full of them. And I think those were the same things that we saw in the ship that Bix and Tim with two M's was working out. I've had a bunch of those mm-hmm. fuel nods, nodules. So um, I think we've seen people scavenging for them before as well. Yeah. So I think they got what they said, like six or seven of them from that wreckage. Mm-hmm. So. And they're wearing masks too, so it's I'm confused by this. Gas. They were masked because they thought there was gonna be gas because they saw people. I wonder dead. if that ship got gas from entering the atmosphere. No, because then how did they die from poison? I, I think there was a leak. They were either po- specifically poison to kill them, or there was like a leak in something that caused that fled into the ship. Mm. Um, but then like there's that explosion on the ship when it was en- came in like what was that 
That's what I mean. And like they got attacked by something or something. I don't know. I don't know. But like so when they first entered B two, like top notch as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. He was right off the I was confused when I first I was like, wait, what? Right off the, the conveyor belt, like brand spanking new, Lean. all one color, could speak clearly, mm-hmm. was quick. And he, so, like, what he says is, like, the air is clear in here. Like, there's no toxins. And so she takes her mask off, and mm-hmm. the other guy is, like, like she, so she's, like, an anti-masker. And he's, like, mask everywhere he goes type of thing. And I was going to say, we need a, <laughs> we need a B2 droid to walk around with us. So. Yeah. All right, you're yep. good. Take it off. Nope. Someone in here is got got the Rona. Got the Rona. <laughs> got the runs. He got. Uh, so I was cool to see. I figured we were gonna if we got a flashback with him, he'd be like in perfect shape. So that was cool that we got that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Marva's trying to like calm Casa down because he's freaking out. They he can't speak their language. He's like holding his dart gun thing blow dart with him trying to well, threaten we, him we kind of like jumped over the fact that he just started beat, beating up the ship well I said that oh well he's destroying the glass I think Is yeah it? he looked at himself in the mirror but I it makes you think though right like his parents were probably killed by these people before cause he went innocent he was so angry at them I, I don't know cause well, we know that his father that? was hung. That's what Luther Luther says. Mm-hmm. So, what if his father was the reason why that mine got blown up, or got a poison leak or something? Oh, I don't I'm know. So confused. Yeah. So, a lot of these flashback details are really confusing with this episode. So mm-hmm. that's like maybe like the worst part of the episode. But, um, yeah. So anyway. Marva, she's trying to calm Casa down, and he's not. So she gets a, I forget what she called it, like a sleeping gas thing, though. So she grabs him and gets this canister from B2 and puffs it in his face, and he falls asleep, passes out. Um, and so she, it was interesting because well, because Clem didn't want to take his dead weight. Like, he can just go run away, join back with his tribe. But she's like, when the Republic gets here, they're going to see what happened and they're going to kill him. Which is like, huh? Like, the Republic wouldn't just randomly kill a kid like that. Unless it was like post Order 66 and it was clones under that. And they just are just brainless and can't think. But if it was the Republic, it, like clones wouldn't just randomly yeah. kill a kid. That's so, right. It it makes me think that Order sixty six already happened, and they're worried. But then they would know that the Republic doesn't exist anymore. But if maybe they knew all about the, all the like logos and stuff hasn't fully like swapped over. I don't know. I don't know why they're so worried. Like like you said, they want to kill a kid, and why is he so angry? In there, like I, I said, know. I think it's he just associates that technology with the death of his leader, like their clean perfection, richness, and then their poor living off of scraps. And so it's kind of like 
he's angry at their privilege, as the kids say these days. So like, yeah. um, I don't know. So then they end up leaving and get on the ship. And so I noticed that the ship that they escape on is the ship that he hides in the junkyard. Yep. So that was cool. Because like I noticed, mm-hmm. I didn't notice it the that, first time the around. Shelf came down. That, but when the guy knocked the shelf down, it came down the same way, which was, it was like last episode when we see that. I'm like, that's just like a weird shelf. Weird shelf. Like they perp- like purposely showed us that compartment. Yeah. For- I'm like, that's kind of out of place. But then here it showed it was just part of that ship. Yeah. So that was kind of cool that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that's that's the flashbacks and we'll get a little bit back to that at the end with the montage type thing that they had at the end but back in current time uh, Cassian is hanging out in the like the shipyard junkyard area where they're decommissioning things taking them apart stripping them for parts and his friend Brasso Brasso whatever his name is is there and he like talks to him like, hey I might be getting some money and I'm going to be gone. Like, peace out type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was nice that he said bye to his one friend, like his closest friend. Well, and, and he also said, like, I'm leaving the money I owe you with. With Marva, yep. Marva, so you can go there and kind and of then, take uh, care of her too. Like. But, yeah, Cassian did say, but, like, I'm going to find a way back and come back. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing we'll see Furek again. And these, I think Marva's people. dead. I think she's gonna die. She'll die eventually in the show, probably, but not anytime soon. Um, because I wonder if after everything went to crap in this episode with th- the mission, if they're gonna go back to her place and like take her back to the main planet for questioning. questioning. And- yeah, well, I mean, and you guys think, I mean, we can talk about predictions at the end of this episode, but there's a lot of stuff that happened, and so I don't think, I think the Empire is going to have to get involved. Oh, yeah, their next episode, they're going to be on Furrick, for sure. Yeah. But, like, I'm kind of looking forward to, because when the main, like, security boss guy left to go to that meeting with the Imperials, like, mm-hmm. he's like, I better not get an accident, re- an incident report on my desk when I get back, like, I don't want to see that. And so now he's going to get, come back and there's going to be like all, fo- all these folders and all these data pads, like dead people that should have died. Too. Yeah. Like six people probably died in that. Well, four people died like in the warehouse area. Mm-hmm. And then like another six people, I think surrounded the thing. Well, I mean, they, it, and also not including the people, like four people died, but, we don't know how many people actually blew up. I think, well, there was definitely like five or six people surrounding that. And they're all dead. And they're probably all dead. Like one guy looks like he got blown off and then was like, got stood up right here. But most of the people died that went on this mission. So, and there's 14 people. Yeah. And so there's, that's a bad incident report for when that guy gets back. (laughs) Like someone's losing. You didn't want the empire involved before. Yeah, They're involved now, my dude. No, no good. Um, but anyway, after he uh, tells his friend that he's leaving and all that jazz, it flashes to Lucan uh, landing and arriving on 
at the port or whatever you want to call it. You see the stare droid? I did. That was pretty cool. I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, that, that droid stares. Yeah. <laughs> One no, per piss. But that the ship, when it came in and was landing, mm-hmm. I think that was like a model. I don't think that was a CG. Yep. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty realistic looked cool. to me. Like, So I think that was a cool model that they use so there's a there's a another toy for you to get yeah, a, a, a furric airbus i just want the droid stairs you could be cool you could build that for your house Ooh, that'd be do cool. you even have i don't even you don't even have any stairs like going to my attic that would be a big droid <laughs> do it <laughs> um so yeah and then, uh, what do I have here? So Bix, who's she's talking to someone? Who is she talking to? Like, I just wrote that Bix is talking with. I forget. I can't remember what happened. So we're gonna skip that. But she's talking to somebody. And then M one, or I, I read him M one. It's the the security people. The from. Marlana one, I just call them an M one. So the security team, they come. They actually you have a name. They call them the blue. They call them blues on the planet, and then they have like an actual name that they say in this episode. I the can't blues remember. were looking for clues. Oh, hit the button. Yep. And so they arrive on the planet, and they kind of spread out and do their thing. Um. And like we said, they call them the blues. So they they land in like the wreckage wreck yard, yeah, the shipyard. I was I'm like, like confused by that. Like, like maybe it's because they figured maybe in the report that he works, he was supposed to be working in the this area. Well, yeah, and we I mean we find out in this episode that's that's what those people were doing. Like, because before we didn't know if they worked on in a mine or like. Those guys had the gloves hanged up. Like, we didn't really know what their job was. And then this episode did a really good job of showing the junkyard and them tearing apart ships and, like, getting material from them and stuff like that. So, but I'm like, I would not want to park in a junkyard. The chance of your ship being next on that scrap list is a lot higher than... Or, like, because it's when they first show the scene, it's like they cut the whole thing down and, like, a big, huge panel falls uh-huh. down, like... They park it there, they come back, and it's smashed by something that or fell on it. Or it's like cut in three quarters, or someone ties stuff to it, and then you can't launch. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Either way, I'm just saying, don't park it in a junkyard if you don't. Yeah, uh, that was kind of... too risky. Kind of funny, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so obviously then they're, they're searching for everything, or for clues and for him. Um... And so then, oh, I know what Bix talk was. It was she meets up with Luthen. So they they're talking mm-hmm. about like the meeting where he's meeting. Like, what's is Cassian what trustworthy? Is... Do you got the parts? You got the money? Like that t- kind of thing. And, and then, then she's told him that there is an issue, and he already knew of the issue. Yep. And so there's that. Um, and so then Cassian's waiting in this like warehouse factory thing. And then Luthen shows up, and they're just doing, trying to make the deal. Luthen's, you know, asking questions and make sure everything's good to go, like safe, like he's not being tricked. 
Um, and so we get details about this uh, device that Cassian has. Uh, and he says it tracks like the Imperial starships in a nine parsec radius. So that's good. It's like a police scanner, basically. Like yeah. that he you can see. I don't know how far a parsec is technically in Star Wars, like what that distance is, but a foot. Clearly, it's quite a big distance. Um, and a few so miles probably. All right, but I wonder if it says on, well, on Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia, but I obviously that's a a good device to have. Yes. Like trying to navigate, like where you can always like, oh, here's a ship this way. I'm not gonna go there. All that kind of stuff. So, so it's even better than what I thought originally. I thought it was gonna be like a map of their travel logs, but it was more like a scanner of where they're going. Okay, so here's what. Um. So one parsec is equal to 3.26 light years. So then I got to look at how many miles is a light year. Um, Because a a light year is um, the distance light can travel in a year. In a year. So come on google go so gosh that doesn't help at all either (laughs) what is it numbers point four no it's no it's 5.879 e to the 12th power i don't know how many miles that is well ask how much miles this is oh gosh so (laughs) let's see if i can look at this so i gotta put commas in this one two it's like five trillion it's old. It's a good distance. It's, it's like basically the size of the whole galaxy, basically. So, um, so yes, that's useful. Yeah. So, definitely, that's a lot of coverage in like a nine. So that's a nine parsec radius. So it's on either in all directions of you. So that's pretty. You're, you're set. You you never bump into an imperial ship if by choice. At, not by choice ever. Yeah, so definitely so worth... I wonder the, if it will tell you as they're coming, too. I don't know. If they, I just think if they just hit the threshold, it shows it. So that's like if like, you're like in like a busy area, and then like mm-hmm. you're just swarmed by all the things are going off. But, mm-hmm. but definitely uh, a good piece of equipment to have. And so then after this... Um, Bix goes back to the shop and is talking with the, or the, the, I should say the guy that, um, he's like wearing the green hoodie with like, he has like the son with the green hoodie. Like we didn't get names on them, but they, he ran, the dad ran into the shop and like, Hey, they're chosen for Cassian. What's going on? What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then Tim with two M's is on the outside seeing that they're talking about something secretively. Well, and then she says someone ratted on him, right? Something like that. Yeah, someone turned him in. Yeah, and, someone turned him in. And so then when Tim with two M's comes by, 
He's like, just he'll be fine. And she's like, huh? Like, he can take over himself. Like she's like, Who's who he? are we even talking about? How how do you know who we're talking about? And then and that gave him a way that he confessed to turning him in. And so obviously they're done. They're already mm. kind of on a only seeing each other once a week. Now it's probably done. <laughs> so I guess that was fun while it lasted. But uh, literally, that boy yep. died. But and so and then this is then after this it goes back to Luthen and uh, they're just just from the scene that we got a few weeks ago. It's the scene where it's. They're so proud and fat and happy and satisfied. And you can just mm-hmm. walk in there and take as long as you just pretend to be one of them. Like they don't even notice. And so that's how. Yeah, he, so, well, because he, he talks, he's meeting, he's with Andor at this point. Right. Luthen. So they're talking about that because he was wondering how he got, was able to get it. Because it's not just because apparently what how they he comes and buys stuff is that when there's ships that are destroyed from the empire he'll pay the guys or he's able to get into the ship before it's fully taken apart and he gets parts of imperial things that are valuable and then sells it to him right so but this is a little bit more than that cuz this has a seal this is a bigger deal so and then he told he says that line where the Imperials are fat and happy and you can just go in under the nose because they're not, yeah, there's no threat to them at all right now, right? And so, this is kind of like a so obviously, we learned in this episode that Luthen has been resisting the Empire for a while now, but here he kind of he finally learned something new that. Mm-hmm. Cassian kind of brings light to like they're not as yes they're strong and powerful and they oppress the galaxy but there's because of their arrogance and pride they're kind of easy to infiltrate and Luthen didn't realize that so now he's like oh I can learn from Cassian um, but obviously I need to and we learned that Cassian is very ignorant on how to deal with being a rebel in a better, any more efficient way. So we'll get a couple of lessons later on in the episode from Luthen. Um, but while all of this is happening, the, the blues, they're going around the town, knocking on doors and trying to do all this jazz. And, um, we get the thing that we saw in the trailer of them bang- clanging on something like okay that's not gonna make a lot of noise like why are they clanging on it but what they do when problems arise conflicts arise the blues arrive whatever everyone just starts clanging on these things the chain reaction one person starts it and then someone you know half you know 20 feet away they start doing it and then whole then the whole neighborhood is doing it and so then everyone knows something's going down everyone goes home gets off the streets. Um, and then for the rest of the episode, for a lot of it, it's you just hear these clangs nonstop in the background. And so um, while this is happening, um, the gun, uh, the, the blues arrive at the factory and 
Luthen sets some charges on the door that he blows his, blows up to kill one or two of the officers. And then there's a firefight going on, blah, blah, blah. And then it flashes to Bix running. Like he, so like I didn't notice it the first time through, but the reason they the blues stop her while she's running is because she's running against the grain of the crowd. The crowd is all running one way and she's running the opposite way. And the guy that sees her and stops her is like, you're not running home, are you? So it kind of like mm-hmm. gave away that she's trying to protect Cassian in a sense. At least that's what the officer, the blue guy was, was implying. And he was right. And so they capture her. Um, and while she's being captured and held down, Tim with two M's is going to try and be, to redeem himself, he's going to save the damsel in distress and then they're going to live well, happily ever up. after. Right. That one guy was really rough with her. And so he's going to come and like rescue her and she's going to forgive him and all that stuff. And then he got shot. shot. He got shot dead. Tim with two M's. He's, he didn't make it to Rogue One. We're not going to see, see him. <laughs> yep. But I was... What? I was happy when he died. Oh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's what the rat gets. He was. Yep. Um. And so, boom, boom, boom. What else happened? So then, they're pinned down in the factory, Cassian and Luthen. They're still f- firefighting back and forth. Um, and then it goes to Marva's house and the two guards that stayed we did i guess we missed that the guards went to the house and tore apart the house trying to find Mm -hmm. we missed that because the reason they they, the guards found where cassian is is because they can apparently track comms now like i didn't know that was a thing so the the the, because B2 had a comm on him and they were just, and when Cassian calmed B2, they were there with the droid and they well, were and it, That's also it. why I, that was, that was one thing too. Cause when they're in, when the blues were in that, the hut with her interrogating her, not letting her speak, destroying the place, the droid wasn't going to say anything. And then Cassian was talking to the droid before what's his name got there. At that point, I was like, oh, she's screwed now because she's 100% affiliated with Cassian. Wow. That's where his registered at, address was, so. Yeah. And, but like with that. that, too, it's like, um, did you notice that her friend walked outside and he was the one that initiated the clinging? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the guy that told Bix that yeah. Cassian was being chased. So it was him and his son with the, the... No, 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 no. Like, right away when they're outside, when everyone got mad at the guards when they left her her place to go track, they're like, oh... The guards were like, oh, we're causing a scene. And then... Yeah, and then the little kids realize then... Yeah, the teenager goes, runs to his dad. But that guy that started that scene outside her house was like, oh, they're... She's this old lady or whatever. That was the black guy that was with her to, when they found Cassian. 
What which guy? I, I'm sorry, I don't know. So which... in the flashback, because in the flashback when they found you're say, Cassian, you're saying one of the blues them? is the black guy from the no, flashback? No, 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 no. It was one of the random civilian guys. Oh, I probably didn't reckon. Yeah, but the, when they're outside the house and like she's this old lady, what are you being picking on her for and stuff like that? And they're all outside the house when they left to go find can track Cassian down. The guy that was out there that started that was the guy who found Cassian with her. Oh, I didn't notice. I don't. Are you sure? Yeah, because he. I couldn't he even tell you what that guy looks different. like. He's like in there for like three seconds the whole episode. It's like I. A little bit more in the f- whole flashbacks. I couldn't even reckon. I wouldn't be able to recognize because yeah. he had his, his mask on the whole time. I can't know what guy no, with a mask. No, he took it off. He took it off later on. I don't know. I guess I, I'm sorry I didn't. That's okay. I'll notice. But yeah, so. But see, where were we? So they're they have so it's just her in the house with two guards, and she starts commenting about the the clanging, and like it's really annoying. You want it to stop? It's like a reckoning. It just it never stops. And then like one of the, one of the officers is just mad at her, like tell her to shut up. The other guy was like. Trying to like, can you explain this to me? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm scared right now. And then she's like, and she says something like, but it's the worst when it's, when it stops. And he's like, well, what happens when it stops? And then she just says nothing. And I'm like, oh, dang, like, what's going to happen? Um, the little, little cliffhanger halfway through the episode. Um, and so they, the gunfight's going on at the thing, and they kind of get to a point where they stop all of those guys in the factory. And it's, during this time, Cassian's trying to get that device, which he can't get to because these big giant things are falling from the ceiling because of the explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such an interesting, cool scene, how they intimate, like, all those chains and how dangerous it was and... It's yep. really cool. It was definitely like a a video game level. Yeah. <laughs> All these things falling from like, the ceiling. Uh, and like, like I can imagine dodging. playing that level and then you slide to try to get the box and then the box blows up as you're grabbing it or like yeah. your hand gets crushed if you do it wrong and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually liked that scene a lot. Yeah, so I can imagine people would not like it, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, so they they get out of that by going to like was like a furnace opening or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they're, um, they escape and then they're like trying to figure out, okay, we got to get us to a speeder, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then, so then like they realize that the only way that Cassian and Luthen can escape is if they go through like this main road in town. So they kind of, go to the, the sides of the streets and under roofs and they're waiting for them to come. And that's when the, the clanging stops. And that's when it was, it was actually kind of scary. I grew a lot of tension. Like mm-hmm. everyone was scared. And, well, it and, and even when she was guarded by those two people, she was talking about how like, does this terrify you? Right. It's, it's more scary when it stops. It's like, Right, and so it stops, and then as 
uh, Karn is looking outside through a door. Uh, Cassian puts a gun to his head and takes his comm, takes his gun, as one does. Um, And so... Crushes his comm. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, smashes that. So there's that. And so then it's like, well, how is this all going to play out? Um, So what they should have done, though, like when they captured him, they should have just, like, had a civil conversation with him over a... Tea? Tea would be good. Or a nice hot hot beverage, everyone. Because if you noticed... When people are breathing, it's cold air, and you know Marva needs to turn her heat up, like you keep saying. Mm-hmm. This is a, it's a crisp morning, desert morning, and you know you got to What do you do in the morning? You drink coffee to warm up, and that. But uh, luckily, we have a source of coffee for our fans if they want coffee or tea. Our sponsor, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea, is our little sponsor. So he us take a little commercial break for them. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. So, Karn is captured. We don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know why they spared him. Like, it's not like they, you know, tortured him to get information or anything. It's like we have seen that he just is tied up and left behind. Because Cassian's not an evil person. He did, he murdered that guy in the first episode, in the first five minutes of the show. Because he was g- going to get told on. And what's going to happen here? Yeah, but I'm just saying. He's surrounded by he's all not, these soldiers and getting shot at. Evil, evil person. And half those people that died in this episode, it's not by Cassian. majority of them is actually done by the other dude. Well, it's so that you, your favorite character, is still around. That's why. Karn, yep, he's a he's a cool guy. Um, I have no complaints against him, but um, <laughs> but anyway, he's captured. They just capture him. Whatever. So then it flashes to, um. The guy who, the guy who shot and killed Tim with two M's, he gets sent earlier when it happens back to the ship to like bring air support and be like, 
help them if they need to like transport or whatever. So he's sent back to the, the work area, the shipyard area to get the ship. He powers it, gets the ship, powers it up. And our boy Brasso, his, uh, Cassian's buddy tied a thing to it, a rope to it. Now, at first, when it had taken off, I thought it was just, like, leaking fuel. That's what, like, the string was coming out. Really? You didn't understand that? Well, when you don't, when all you see is a white line. Oh, you thought that guy I thought it was it fuel. Just to make I it thought it was, fuel. he just leaked the fuel. Obviously, a second later, it, you see it's connected to another Well, yeah, ship. at first I was like, oh, he met, he broke the ship, and then it took off, and then, yeah, and then you realize it's dragging. So then that's swinging back and forth, gets caught on something, and then it causes I don't know why you sh- wouldn't just strip land it as soon as you realize something's pulling against your ship. This guy was in full panic mode. Obviously, I don't know. It happened pretty tired. quick. Like, it's hard to... Just drop it back down. Like, he just started, like... <laughs> Granted, I'm... he just killed someone, so maybe he is kind of in panic mode. Because it seems like he wasn't supposed to be that rash and kill someone, so... I don't know. It happened so quick. I don't think he had time to figure out what was going on. Is it like a helicopter? Like something like something that throws off a little bit can like make you go out of control completely? Probably. Yeah. Makes sense. So then it's funny because (laughs) the guy that I don't like, the, the one bad guy in the group, like, uh, the crash happens. And he doesn't realize it's their ship. He just thinks it's like more nice. people like coming to like fight against them. And like, oh, it's a siege. We're surrounded. Like they're coming from all directions. Like he's freaking out when it's not that at all. But what are you supposed to think? Like you don't know what's going on. Like the clanging no, stopped. Good, you don't know what's going on. It's a good so, tactic. And also like Ka- and Cassian didn't know that was going to happen either. Right. That part wasn't even planned, or the clinging, or any of that stuff. So. Right. And so, that happens, and then one of the other soldiers finds Karn, and says, hey, that's them escaping. Um, and so, they rigged up the one of the speeders with remaining explosives, so that they would chase after that and then mm-hmm. they you had a regular andor Speed speeder bike. or not andor andor speeder what do they even call it? like what's the actual like speed bike speed bike is that what it is i think so a speed speeder bike bike speeder bike. bike and then they go off in the opposite direction and then they blow the charges and kill everybody that was by there and then everyone's Mad and shocked and all that jazz. Mad. Yep. And so then this is kind of like where the episode takes like a little like the dialogue is over. And it's just like a few minutes of like, you know, flashing to um, Marva crying in her house. And then it goes to Bix being like, because she was handcuffed to the with something. And it's the guy helping her to get out of that. Um, and then it's just them on the speeder racing across fields and through the mountains and trying to get back to the ship. Uh, we see this, his friend Brasso 
just a flash to him. Like that's kind of like the fight happened and everyone's now breathing and like mm-hmm. cleaning up and all that stuff while the music is, it's like a lot of like orchestra string music. And then, yeah, it's pretty good. And then it kind of flashes between back and forth between uh, little Cassian being rescued by uh, Marva and then Cassian leaving with Luthen kind of mm-hmm. back, same kind of imagery of him being put on a ship uh, looking through the front of the ship as they're leaving the planet. I can both flashback and current. And so, um, yeah. And then it ends. Cool. So we don't know how it's going to play out next other than I'm assuming the head boss guy from the security team is going to come back, like we said, both all those reports. And there's going to be a lot of fallout. The Empire is going to come. And that's it. We don't know. Yeah, It's hard to tell. I'm hoping we get some Mon Mothma action next week. But I don't know. But so so far, I I really like the show. It's very different. I think we'll definitely get Mon Mothma next week. I think that's where they're gonna go. I hope so. Yeah, it kind of did feel like an end of an arc, kind of too. Right. So it might start the. I would. Do you think that they would skip having Cassian for an arc to focus on Mon Mothma? Like where she gets a three episode arc and there's not really any Cassian. Maybe. Or do you think he's still going to be like the main thing in the? In well, you Mon know, Mothma's in the trailer, side? that one guy. He has long hair when he's like talking to Mon Mothma. Right, so that's flashbacks then. So probably. it's definitely flashback stuff. Probably, maybe even before the Empire took over. Nah, I don't think it's that really. Because Mon Mothma, she... I don't think we saw her in Clone Wars, did we? We might have actually did see her in Clone Wars. We did. But like, she was more... I don't know. I don't think the Flashes would be to the Republic. I think it would just be... Because he says, like, I've watched the Empire for too long in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Jerrica said we definitely did see her in Clone Wars, so... So I, I don't think it'll flash back that far. I don't. It wouldn't make sense to like go back that far. Yeah, in my opinion. But I don't know. It's hard to, now. We don't know. We just like I said, we don't know what to expect now because the show is so different, and most of the stuff that we saw in the trailer was in these first three episodes. She so. was in an arc with Padme. I don't know. I'd have to remember. Go back and look. A Senate arc. But I don't know. Most of the trailer has been used up other than the Mon Mothma stuff, it seems like. And uh, what's his name, too? Um, that actor that's famous. What's his name? He was in Rogue One. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. So maybe that's, that'll be next. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they're going to go see him. Go see him. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that so. would make sense. And then maybe we'll get flashbacks of the Mon Mothma stuff. Hopefully. 
Yeah. But I think there would have to be current stuff with Mon Mothma because you wouldn't do flashbacks with her unless there's like a current Mon Mothma and then you're flashing back. So yeah. I don't know. It's exciting. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I enjoyed this episode. It was very impactful, very high energy, very fast paced. Um, Jeremiah kind of skipped over the part where his boy was kind of in shock and didn't know what to do and was kind of stunned and it's kind of weak sauce. But he wasn't weak. How is he weak? Because he couldn't do anything. He he froze on the battlefield because he was that doesn't mean you're weak. And also, it showed that he was very inexperienced when it actually come to real life experiences. He was only really that's good. That's not a real life experience. You don't experience that. Like You can't prepare for that. Yes, you can. That's your job. It it seemed like, it very seemed like when he was in the ship, even to land there, he was scared. Like, it was, it was showing that he was, like, very by the book. But he was also only reading books. He didn't have, like... Real yeah, but that doesn't mean experience. that the proper way is to know what to do after everyone in your crew just got killed. No, I mean, it was an intense moment, but he did, he did freeze. What's wrong? There's nothing wrong well, with freezing people. In battle, <laughs> that could become a problem. The battle is over. Not really, because they didn't get their guy. The battle is over, though. The, the, the fighter fight is done. The people got away. I'm just saying you shouldn't shame someone because they don't act the way in trauma, a traumatic experience the way you think they should. Well, it just reminded me of like watching like a war movie where like the general is frozen because he's in shock of what happened or he's having like when when they always show like when you're watching war movies and there's this one guy that's not ready to be there and he just freezes and then they medically discharge him because he can't do anything. It kind of it reminded me of that. Like he was a lot of talk, but then when it actually came down to actually being tough and doing it, his body froze because he read he's just he's not there yet. He wasn't ready. I don't think he was ready for what Cassian. <laughs> okay. I love I that guess. you love this dude. So uh, much. I just don't know why you got to hate on him for standing there. I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing. That doesn't make him a bad character. No, I don't think it makes him a bad character. It, if anything, it just makes him. It shows that he has his. He's more emotionally invested into it because he's not resorting to like anger like all these other people. Like he's. You think he was potentially in shock because they didn't kill him? No, it's because it all the whole thing went south. They were just supposed to go in there and arrest the guy. Yeah, he's probably in shock because and everyone and half the people in his crew got he killed. Has to give out that paperwork now. He's right, probably but, in shock of that. Like, oh frick, this I wasn't even supposed to look into this now. Right. So, it's it would be interesting to see what happens to his character. Because so. in the last episode, I, I was going to say that he turned evil. He joined the Empire. I feel like he's... I don't think the Empire is... If Vader saw him do that, Vader would just choke him and kill him. I don't know. Vader killed the good generals. Why would he kill... <laughs> He'd be like, alright. Next. I don't know. I don't think he, they were... I don't know. 
I guess we're just going to have to dis- agree to disagree on the competency of these yeah, people. Yeah, that's fair. But anything else before we transition to everyone's favorite part of the show? No, I don't think so. All right, cool. So let's transition over to voicemail time. Alright, well, surprisingly, we only have two voicemails tonight. Last week, we only had three. This week, we only have two. So hopefully... Next week, we better not just have one. Hopefully, the hopefully the uh, the streak will continue. Hopefully, it's not dying out, these, the voicemail time. But So, we have two tonight, like I said. First one is from a familiar voice, but... They're going through a an identity crisis, so let's. I won't even name who it is, but you'll get you'll hear who it is in a second. So let's listen to our first one for tonight. Hey, Empire Radio, this is Jedi. Well, Jedi Master. Eh, I'm not really a Jedi anymore. Something happened uh, this afternoon at the Jedi Temple that I uh, don't really want to talk about. But point being, I'm no longer on the Jedi Council, so it's just Caden now. And so, in my free time, I've been able to listen to y'all's podcast, and it's been really enjoyable, catching up on some of the uh, much earlier episodes, and just really good, and it you really just inspired me to create a podcast. Like, before y'all, I, like, never really listened to podcasts and didn't really know a lot about it, but y'all really inspired me to just do that. So, I created Ear Doodle Podcast and just released my second episode talking about my top five favorite Star Wars characters, so... If y'all want to go check that out, that'd be awesome. And I just wanted to thank y'all so much for being an inspiration for my podcast career. Anyway, may the force be with you, always. All right, yeah. cool. Thanks for the message, Caden. So, yeah. did he say Airdo podcast? Airdo. So. I, I I don't know. I tried looking it up and I couldn't find what it is. But maybe Caden send us an email or another voicemail. Yeah, send us a link and like a fan email. And then we can, or something like that, or for you a little, or bit join better. a Discord, um, or do that. So that's exciting that you're starting that, um, and it's cool that we are the inspiration for that. And man, a lot of people have been starting podcasts. Oh, what is all this? So it's we like got Kaden, other... uh, Brady slash Zonotopia Hypnard Third in the Discord, and then mm-hmm. the chat started a podcast, the Gungan one, mm-hmm. the Gungan Army podcast, or Grand Gungan. I can't remember what it is. Something about Gungans. Grand uh, Gungan something. And then uh, I think it was was it Darth Bane in the Discord? He oh, started a start- podcast. Oh, I didn't know that one. Uh, he just started that yesterday or today. I can release that, I think. Um, and, and then Lucy, you know, she started mm-hmm. hers, you know, a f- couple months ago, a few months ago. And so. Y'all all starting your own. Don't forget about us. Yeah, so hopefully everybody still makes time for um, there for us. But, oh, I see. Darth Bane is the Franchise Den is the name of his podcast. So he'll do, he's doing, like, all kinds of stuff, like movies and shows and different franchises. So oh, cool. That's cool. Um, and so, yeah, so another, another – uh, 
extension of Empire Radio is Caden's uh, thing. So I definitely check that one out if you send us a link or something for that. Yes. Um, cool. Hopefully, hopefully you get some uh, good content out there and have some fun ideas and keep an engaged audience and all that jazz. Maybe we'll send in a voicemail to you if you're on Anchor. True. All right, cool. Thank you, Caden, for that voicemail. And we just have one last one from Addy. Oh, so um, Will said that he sent one, but it must have not went through. But yeah. When did he send it? I don't know. He just said, did you get my voicemail? I don't know if it's Oh, I can check it if there's one right now in the emails. Nope. I didn't didn't get a notification. No email, Will. Sorry. I guess you got to save it till next week. True. Send it again. Um, Addy. Addy, let's listen to Addy. Vampire Radio, it's Addy back at you with another voicemail. Um, I've been meaning to ask this question for a long time, but in the spirit of Vandor, why not do it today? So, here I go. Uh, a lot of Star Wars characters have pretty s- sick accents, including Andor. That's why I chose to uh, send in this voicemail today. Uh, so, I was wondering... Out of any Star Wars characters' accents, which one would you want to have or to work on? Me, personally, I already have one. I uh, have an Australian-slash-New Zealand accent because I was working on Omega stuff. Um, I practiced it for two months. Anyway, unfortunately, I'm running out of time. Hope you have an awesome day, and may the Force be with you. Bye! All right, thank you, Addy, for that. And yes, mm-hmm. the accents are strong in Andor. Yeah, a lot of them like, are like Irish accents. Jeremiah so. literally has to watch with subtitles because it's hard to understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what accent would you like to have, Drew? I like Thrawn's accent a lot. Very. Unique. That's that's not an accent. That's just the way he talks. The cadence of his voice. I don't know if you can call that an accent. I, I think anyone can call any accent an accent. Depends on how you're viewing it, right? People say we have accents. Well, yeah, but it's an accent is something different than your own. Well, yeah, I don't talk the way he talks. He has like that's such a that. defined. <laughs> that's just it's that's European. The, I don't know. That's just the cadence of his voice. Like he very lightly and very intellectually. Like it's. That's true, I guess. He doesn't like change the pronunciation of words, mm-hmm. the sound of words. So I don't know though. In Star Wars, I have no idea. So, well, we hear oh, a lot of British. Jerica says, "I think it counts." So I'm gonna go with that. Well, what is there? What does Jerica know? Okay. <laughs> she's on five cups of coffee today. She's that's true. She's a she's, little, she's a little on edge. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think. I don't know, because probably the main accent we get in Star Wars is British. Mm-hmm. That's the main one, but I because I'm not a fan of actors. We get our British actors for Star Wars. Yeah, but even then they use American accents like Finn and Ray. Yeah, but Ray is yeah she's true. British or yeah she's from she's British, so she has an accent normally. And she's just using an American accent for the movies. 
Um, but I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't really, I'm not a fan of accents. But something, a fun fact though about Clone Wars arcs is that when you hear different alien groups with their accents, like those like story arcs and Clone Wars align with um, historical things that those accents are based off of. So like mm-hmm. the Twi'leks have a French accent. And so it's like those arcs that are about them resisting. It's like the, the French resistance that happened in like the 1800s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pantora arc where like they go to that snow moon with those, like those furry guys. Like that's the people from Pantora with the blue skin. They have a South African accent. So like that story is kind of like South Africa and apartheid type of thing. So if you listen to the different accents in the story arcs, it kind of points to actual historical arcs from those countries in our world. So that's a fun fact about Clone Wars. I think, I think of accents in the world. I think Irish is okay. Even though sometimes like the super thick Irish is super hard to understand, but a slight Irish accent is kind of cool. And then I think I prefer New Zealand accents over Australian accents. Just because New Zealand sound, it's their pronunciation is more same as us. It's just a little different. Whereas Australia, we love you, Australia, but sometimes you add letters to your words that just don't make <laughs> sense. So I love Irish accent, a thick one, like Connor's, Connor okay. McGregor's. Oh, okay. I, would, I would love that. But yep. That's going to definitely make you a better fighter. True. <laughs> or Patty the Batty is. Have you heard his? I don't know who that is. Sorry. It's a, another UFC fighter. He has like a thick like Beatles accent, but it's like so hard to understand what he's saying. Fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of voicemails. Just tune in, like yeah. I said. And so thank you, yeah, well, Kaden. Yeah, thank and you so Eddie. much. Sorry, Will, that yours didn't come in. Yeah, he sent two. Two? Yeah, and they both didn't come, so. Uh, I don't know, Will. Something happened on your end. Due to? He said he sent in one two days ago and then one last week. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know, Will. Something's wrong. I don't know. Oh, don't hit the cricket button. <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is with that, Will. Hopefully that can get figured out soon. Or try a different device or something. But, uh, yeah. So, um, we should quick listen to a little commercial from Lucy. Another voicemail? Kind of like a voicemail. I didn't. I couldn't find a spot to play this. So, I guess I should have done it during, like, the firefighting. Because I did the that. During the calm. Yeah. So, let's just listen to Lucy uh, from a, for a special message tonight. Hey everyone, Fictional Lucy here. If you're wondering what all that shooting is in the background, that's because I'm in a laser battle. So I need you to hear this very important message. You see, I'm from the Voicemail Cinematic Universe, which is an original Star Wars audio drama created by Empire Radio fans through voicemails. This battle is really intense, but you can't see the true drama of it since this is just audio. That's what I need your help with. You need to illustrate the VCU. 
That's right, I need a picture to go along with every voicemail in this story. Any type of media. Lego, painting, digital, anything. Just go into the description of this episode and find the link that takes you directly to a Google Doc. It'll tell you exactly how to submit your work. So please, start illustrating and get me out of this mess. I really hate this guy, but in the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Yep. So if you are an artist, we need your help. Click the link in the description below, and you can definitely check out all the uh, remaining voicemails for the VCU that need to be illustrated. So any kind of art, drawing, painting, digital, sculpture, Lego, go right ahead. Do it. It'll be really fun. We got a lot to do. Hopefully we can get it done by Christmas. That'd be a fun Christmas Day surprise for everybody. It's all yeah. up to you guys to get it done. So, but other than that, let's just go over socials and we can get out of here for tonight. So, also in the description below is a link to our landing page, links.co slash Empire Radio. Links for everything for Facebook, Instagram, a link to join the Discord, our fan email, uh, also the like, as well as the link to the VCU stuff um, is also in this landing page, and a link for the needlessinery.com podcast network which we're part of and youtube link follow us on youtube and twitch also if you want to look at if you're new because we know we get a bunch of new people for andor for or for show breakdown so now that we're doing andor we're getting a lot more listeners so definitely if you want to watch a video version do live streams uh on twitch and then uh we post video also on youtube if you want to watch it there as well mm-hmm. um Follow us there. Help us like like our videos. Follow us. Let's get get some more followers. We could always do that. Um, yep. And there's and also that's... more stuff on the YouTube channels as well, like other videos and also watch parties of all the show of all the Andor episodes. So you want to make sure you guys go over to YouTube and support us over there as well. Yep. So Drew does the watch parties for new shows that come out. Uh, he does that usually just before we record. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as of right now, we are going to be doing the breakdowns on Wednesday nights for a little bit, uh, that might schedule might change to like Thursdays, maybe in a few weeks, but we'll see how that plays out and, but we'll let you know. So best way to do that is follow us in the discord when we make schedule changes and stuff if that happens last minute and whatnot. Um, but yeah, follow us, join the empire. Yep. And that's about it. So anything else, Drew, before we log off until next week? No, that should be it for me. All right, cool. Well, we've been listen you've been listening to another wizard episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the force be with you. Always. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com